Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I finished up uh, the Bema podcast season one, and one of the last podcast episodes was about the the reason why Moses wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. And I was so happy to hear teaching on this because it doesn't seem like on the one hand, you're like, well, God can do whatever he wants. And okay, that's fine. But it does seem a little bit unfair to be like, here is Moses and he has been leading these horrible people all this time. And now he makes a mistake and it's like, oh, well, the end for you. You know, it's not like he was down worshiping the golden calf. You know, you're like, oh my word, what? And so first, Marty Solomon talked through all of the um, theories that he's heard around why this happened. Like, oh, Moses did it twice instead of once. Oops. You know, or he's kind of like, well, if he wasn't supposed to hit it once, then I'm not sure why hitting it twice would have been, you know, like extra bad. Um, this, the one that I had heard that in my past had made sense to me was that, uh, you know, God had said to speak to it. And then what Moses says is, you know, what am I supposed to give you water from this rock? And so the concern there or the assumption is, well, he was taking credit for this act when clearly it was God. The problem with that particular theory is that when you read the text, uh, what God actually says to Moses is, you're going to go and get water from the rock for these people. (laughs) And so it's kind of like, well, Moses was actually just saying what God said to him. And the reality is we all know that it's God, you know, (laughs) anyway. So, um, the theory that Marty put forth that I think is just so, in some ways, so beautiful, um, And there's kind of a longer backstory around the first time that he struck the water from the rock. But uh, if you think about what had just happened was that Miriam had just died and there was no real celebration of her in the way that there was for Aaron, I believe, and then Moses. She just died and then the people are like, okay, how are we going to get water? And there's a a particular storyline that says that she was responsible for getting the water. And so they were kind of like, oh, well, our water bearer is now dead. So what do we do? And I think there's also just aspects of like, oh, these people. And Moses says this, like, they're so hard to deal with. I'm so tired of dealing with them. And so Marty's theory is that he had just been growing almost like more and more frustrated over time, which you can totally understand. And... Uh, In the earlier example where he was supposed to strike the rock, the picture is that God is interposing himself. And so it's actually like Moses striking God and then the water comes forth. It's very much like a messianic picture of Jesus. But the other thing is that all along we've had this uh, two types of rods. So you have the Egyptian pharaoh kind of rod, which is their to um, whip, to demonstrate power. And then you have the shepherd's crook that Moses went into the wilderness for the second 40 years of his life in order to learn how to use that. And shepherds might use that in order to defend their sheep from predators, but they don't use their rod to whip the sheep. It's like a totally different kind of method of 
training or um, guiding. And so if you have these two cultures and God has been training Moses year after year, uh, no, don't do it the Egyptian way. Don't do it the empire way. My kingdom is not built on power or destruction. And then you get to this place where Moses, in his frustration, strikes the rock. But basically what Marty thinks is that he actually struck to kill. That's what that, ver- that verb form is. And that when it says twice, that he suspects that Moses basically killed two people. Um, just kind of reading the echoes between the earlier passage and this passage. And so the reason then why the punishment came was because he still had that method of Egypt in him. He was not actually walking with God's ways. And where it's kind of like, okay, if you have been doing this for whatever, 120 years, and it still is there, okay, we actually just need to be done with this particular method. Um, But then I so appreciated what Marty said where he said, you know, when you read the epitaph at the end of Moses's life, the summary of who he was, it is so beautiful that if this could be said of us, oh my goodness, how, how powerful, how beautiful. And so he gave in a a later episode, like all of that was in one episode. And then the next episode, he starts off and he was like, oh, I just got this bit of information right after finishing the previous recording. And a a person, a listener had sent in that she had once seen a demonstration where a rabbi or a teacher had called forward um, a married couple and said, "Um, can you please stand face to face? So they stood facing each other. And he was like, that is not face to face. Can you get closer? So they got closer. And he was like, yeah, that still isn't the picture of face to face. Can you rest your foreheads on each other's and look into each other's eyes. And that was still not face to face. And he said, can you now please give each other a marital kiss? And so when they kissed, he said, this is the picture of face to face. This is the level of intimacy. And so if you think about this, that this is the kind of intimacy that Moses had with God and not in like a, it's not like a physical thing. It's like a like just that, that level of knowing, that level of connection, that level of of being known and knowing. It's an astonishing, astonishing thing to say. And so then what I thought was just oh, so beautiful is Marty was like, I just don't think that Moses was actually that sad. Like he's 120. It's not been an easy road for him. There's a part where it's like, okay, good. I get to go to my rest and I get to see the promised land. But the fact that my foot doesn't actually get to touch it, what do I care? Like I've been walking with God face to face all these years. And so I, for me, I, that was just so helpful. And then of course we know, oh, it just makes me, yeah, get teary. We know from the new Testament that when Jesus has his moment of transfiguration, that there appeared with him Moses and Elijah. And so Moses did get to put his feet on the promised land. And so it's kind of like even that um, that punishment was not final, if you will. Like it's just so beautiful how good God is. 
Yeah, so Lord, I thank you for your work of restoration. I thank you that your kingdom is so unlike the kingdoms of this world. I thank you, Lord, that you are kind and good. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.